You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. Why Will Trent? He's good police. And he's objectively hot. See crime. Put on Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, friends, before we get started, I wanted to announce that we are extending our contest to enter to win a free pair of Apple AirPods or Beats Pro. This contest has been extended to this Friday, September the 9th of 2022. Any platform that you listen on where you can leave some sort of review, leave us a review, whether it's stars and or written, take a screenshot of your review and email it to us at fantheoryqueries at gmail.com. So we have a record of your entry. And hey, friends who have already left us a review, thank you so much for for your awesome review, but we need your email. Screenshot your review and send it to us so that we know how to contact you and we have a record of your entry. If this just sounds like way too much, why don't you just try going to fan3queries.com slash contest and that's another way that you can enter. That's kind of simple. Anyway, back to the show. Hey, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And this week, uh, I am wearing, for those that are eventually going to get to watch our videos, I am wearing an Amazing Spider-Man t-shirt because... He's amazing. I am amazing, and my theory is about Spider-Man, whether yeah. oh. one of Spider-Man's friends mm. slash enemies. Oh. <laughs> so, Armored Dragon 03 says that Ned Leeds will become Venom. Mm. And I'm assuming he's referring to the MCU based off of his theory. Yes, this is based off of Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. So, uh, he says, there already was... I'm going to redo (laughs) this. Let's start this off grammatically incorrect. Thanks, Armored Dragon 03. (laughs) And our sheep just made an edit to our... (laughs) There already were uh, references to Ned becoming a villain in a seemingly throwaway joke poking fun at how many times Peter's best friends turn into villains. <laughs> which I loved. That was a funny part of the movie. Um, Venom was teased in the mid credit scene for No Way Home, so we know he will play a role in the college trilogy. With that said, Peter will probably obtain the symbiote at some point and then later discard it. Venom, now out for vengeance, could potentially attach itself to Peter's former best friend as a way to hurt him psychologically. Ned would then regain all of his memories that he lost in No Way Home, and this would make him angry at Peter for robbing him of these memories, and together, he and Venom will hunt down Peter. And that's the theory. Wow. Um, Short and sweet. I like it. I already have some thoughts, but first of all, what is this college trilogy that is referenced? So, the... It's not officially announced, but there have been rumors that the uh, next era of Spider-Man will be a trilogy based on the time period where he's in college, basically picking up right at the end of of No Way Home when we see him in his classic mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man suit that looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Or amazing, I should say. I see. Um, yeah, so... This the next three movies since the first three were him in high school. They're positing that the next three are going to take place with him during his college years. Is that based on the comics? Is that how they flow in the comic books? 
It just depends on which comic line you're okay. you're following. Marvel. Spencer. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Do we know what the title of No Way Home is referencing? Which way home? Like home. Where is home? Yeah. I don't is know. Is it more symbolic because homecoming, that made sense. There's a homecoming dance. Yeah. Far from home, that makes sense because home is New York and he London or wherever that place is is far from home. But he's home. Maybe, I don't know. I think that they're saying, I, I would like to think that they're referencing that basically after the events of No Way Home, home isn't going to be the same for him ever again. Okay. So that there's for many li- there's, different reasons. Yeah, there's literally no way that he's going to be able to go back to the home that he knows. Well, I mean, they do have the time travel tech capability. No yeah. No friends. Nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Michael. Yeah. Would you like to kick us off with a discussion? Yeah. So, um, I think this is an interesting theory. I had heard about this before I came across the actual uh, Reddit post. Um, it's something that, I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, to be fair, in the comics, um, as far as I know, I don't think Ned ever was connected to Venom in mm-hmm. any way. Um, he does become uh, Hobgoblin at one point. Um and technically, he's not even actually Hobgoblin at that point. He's kind of brainwashed into becoming Hobgoblin mm. by another character uh, who actually is Hobgoblin. Oh. Um, it's it's a very uh, kind of convoluted story. You but, don't say. Yeah, but... Um, Comic books convoluted? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Never heard those two words in the same sentence. Um, but there is there is a point where he does become a villain-type character, so... Mm with the way that Marvel kind of handles comic accuracy and then translating that into the MCU, I could see them changing a few details here and there and making it to where he's the one that becomes Venom instead of Eddie Brock because we haven't met anybody named Eddie Brock yet, which we possibly could in, in, in the college trilogy. Yeah. yeah. In, in the college trilogy, we could see Eddie Brock uh, whenever Peter starts working at the Daily Bugle. Um, but... I I don't know. I mean, I think that I think this is a possibility. You it's, know, it's something that I've thought about what they're going to do, how they're going to proceed with the memory wipe. They have two ways they can go about it. They can somehow have some characters' memories restored somehow because it's comics, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they can also just relearn everything and be reintegrated into the story and been given background information on what happened. And I could see that there be a combination of the two. But when it comes to the close characters like MJ and Ned, I feel like this would be an excellent way for him to regain the memories mm-hmm. without... I mean, instantly. Yeah. Without us having to do any kind of long exposition or whatever. And this, the way this person, you know, positions it, it is a great um, motivation for Venom and his villainous ways. I don't know, though, because, like, there are times when people, when characters get mad in movies over stupid things. I'm like, don't. It's yeah. just a stupid thing. No, I agree. Like, I, and and I, so I, in this particular sense yeah it's like it makes sense but at the same time 
He did what he had to do. Yeah. So would Ned really get that angry? I could see them writing it that way, though. It's it's like in the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man movies, whenever Harry gets mad at uh, Peter and becomes Hobgoblin because Peter supposedly killed his dad, when that wasn't really technically Peter's fault. Mm-hmm. His dad got into some bad stuff, went crazy, and... Peter did try to like do everything he could to stop him, but it's just uh, that's that's something that is incredibly frustrating to me in in movies. Uh, whenever, especially superhero movies, whenever yeah. like you said, there there's a decision that's made for the greater good, and somebody gets mad because of one small little detail that they just cannot let go. When when they should realize this person was actually making the right call and doing the right thing, I'm not going to be butthurt about it you know so like star lord yeah exactly i have a question about all of this yes none of this is taking into consideration the fact that we found out in no way home that ned has like the potential to be a sorcerer yeah and that was going to be the thing i was going to bring up next is we see him able to to tap into the to the ring to create yeah. the portal Uses in no way home so while it makes sense what the what OP was saying. I I think that they were setting up something like a different direction for Ned to to go in mm-hmm. in his uh, story path. So I don't know. I know I know that Ned's going to be a big part of whatever happens, regardless of how they handle his character. Because in uh, the Amazing Spider-Man comics, the one where he actually is brainwashed and becomes hobgoblin ned is a big part of that story he he ends up being uh, working at the da- daily bugle as well um and he ends up marrying uh, betty brant he and hmm. he and peter are kind of vying for betty's attention um uh, at one point and uh peter decides that he needs to like take a step back uh because he doesn't think that she can handle uh knowing his secret identity yeah and so ned swoops in and they get married um, swoops in yeah <laughs> and um, after the brainwashing and stuff happens it puts a strain on their marriage and their marriage kind of tanks after that point but um, and then does Peter swoop in no oh. uh, <laughs> uh, but all that to say uh, Ned is a, a very big part of, of Peter's story so mm. I don't think that we've seen the end of him I, I, I know that they're going to do something with him I just don't know which direction they're going to take it and it says Venom was teased in the mid credit scene for No Way Home. Isn't Tom Hardy's character Eddie Brock in those yes, movies? Yes, but what happens is yeah. we still don't understand how this all works. He gets sucked in and then he gets put away, but back to his universe, because it's a separate universe. He gets but sent back to the little, Sony universe with A little piece Morbius. of symbiote oh, is left behind. Oh, Morbius takes him back. No, not Morbius doesn't take him back. I'm just saying, oh. like he gets sent back to the same universe that Morbius is in, the the terrible universe. Oh, so <laughs> Ter- un- unfortunately, is that Andrew Garfield's? No. Oh, but there's there's rumors that those are that Tom Hardy's Venom is in Andrew Garfield's uh, Amazing Spider-Man universe, and but that there will be a, a movie coming up that puts them together. But there's no confirmed connection yet. Okay. Yeah. But he was in this for a little, for a second. Yeah, yeah. So he blipped over. He kind of blipped over. He's a blipped bit. over to the MCU universe, and whenever he's like, he's blipped over long enough to see the reveal of who Peter is, 
and and all of that. And um, then whenever he's booked back to his home universe, there's a tiny little sliver that we see of uh, the symbiote that's left behind in okay. this universe. And I, I just I forgot all yeah. of that. Well, and because there's an end credit scene in the second Venom movie where I think takes place around the time that he gets sucked over because like there's an end credit scene where he thinks sees on TV that Peter Parker is revealed to be Spider-Man I believe have you seen that yes it's supposed to be at the end of Venom 2 you're seeing what happens at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home I think so yeah it's kind of a of J. Very, J. very loose. Yeah, it's a very loose connection there. But, but they're not. And, and the bartender yeah. is well, the it's, guy from Ted Lasso who football is life. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> weird because we still don't know how all the connection is made. But the bottom line yeah. is that he gets brought over to the MCU because he knows who Peter Parker is, like the other bad guys. Yes. And that's, that's what uh, pulls him over. But then when Doctor Strange cast the spell that makes mm. everybody forget that sends him back but a little bit of symbiote is left behind okay and, and yeah. so like there's been theories that like okay it's a symbiote so it shares knowledge across all multiverses mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter if so it's got some hive mind yeah to yes. it. that's yeah. how even though he would be in another universe he would still know that peter parker is spider-man and that's how he got brought up because the peter the symbiote in toby mcguire's spider-man knows that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and so that symbiote shares a brain with the symbiote where Tom Hardy is. Okay. Yeah. Because in the Tom Hardy Venom movies, he doesn't know. He hasn't met Spider-Man or Peter Parker. I don't think is Spider-Man even a thing. I've never watched any of those movies. Me either. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so before we continue our discussion, I'm going to get through some of these comments that we have highlighted here because a couple of them are, are fairly long, and then I feel like after we hear these comments, we should be able to kind of wrap things up a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, so first from uh, D. Blarin 531, uh, they say Ned will become Hobgoblin, not Venom, which we already well, that's talked about. When you go strictly comic book. Yeah. And uh, they don't do that anymore with films. Yeah. They interpret. Exactly. Especially with the MCU. Yeah. Um, and then in response to that comment, uh, Armored Dragon 03, which is OP, um, says that's what everyone expects. It's not a probable theory, but it's a fun one. Um, it doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with us not having any more Green Goblin stuff. I'm I'm over it. Honestly, I loved I loved that we got a hint of Green Goblin in No Way Home mm-hmm. with the OG, like exactly. the, the best iteration of it. Yeah. And uh, for me that's that's enough. Like Spider Man like I Batman agree. has one of the best rogues galleries in comics, and there's so many so many villains that are fantastic that I love that they haven't even touched on yet. For Con- Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has a ton of them. Yeah, and so I want to see them really bring in a lot of these more obscure villains that we yeah. haven't seen yet. So, anyway, um, so uh, IDKLOL8 says, I watched a video essay on how Phase 4 of the MCU is about comic accuracy. Following this principle, we might see Ned Leeds become the Hobgoblin, but there is technically no Green Goblin, so why would there be a Hobgoblin? Amazing theory. And so... Well, I was going to say, is that a thing, though? Does Hobgoblin only come as a result of Green Goblin? Like, is there a connection there? Yeah. Well, there's a, the next comment is a response to okay. that, and it explains a little bit. So, from Joe Cold, uh, they say, you can have one goblin without the other. Just because Green Goblin doesn't exist yet 
doesn't mean that Hobgoblin can't exist. There is also one storyline where, where it is revealed that Ned Leeds was brainwashed into being the Hobgoblin by Roderick Kingsley, so that gives the writers an out if they want to redeem Ned later, which is kind of what I already mm-hmm. said a little bit. And see, it's partly all messed up because of this Morbius stuff, because we saw the Vulture at the end of Morbius. Oh, I haven't seen Morbius, so I didn't know that. I Yeah, you see Michael Keaton well, at the end, end of scene. that. Ugh. That's the end credit scene. Poor Michael Keaton. Yeah, and I know his... God, his career is mm-hmm. just getting stomped on. And it's not his fault. Right. I know. <laughs> um, and then you see, and I think we it, don't know how he gets there. No, we don't. We don't how is he in this other universe? Uh, and I feel like it was also a little bit. Basically, basically what, Amazing Spider-Man uh, two. Two. You saw all those different suits mm-hmm. down there the with Sinister this Six. mysterious. Yeah, yeah shadowy guy and i feel like we kind of get I, uh i should have looked at this i think that there was a little peak of that for michael keaton and and more well, well no so what it was morphin time too. it's it's morphin michael time. keaton as vulture, vulture meets morbius in this field says a doc basically he's like peter parker's mean let's form a team to get back at him what that's basically the gist of their conversation we have no context whatsoever um how he gets there why out morbius why yeah, or in another in prison yeah out of there into another universe why morbius would want to team up with him to begin with because he has no vendetta against peter parker at this point in this movie from what i understand he doesn't even know who peter parker is exactly because he didn't show up in no way home um, do you even remember, like, back when they were first sending out the trailers for Morbius, you saw Michael Keaton. I do remember seeing, seeing him in the him. trailer, but then mm-hmm. I, I read that he wasn't in the the actual movie, so I just assumed that he didn't show up at all. He wasn't in the actual movie, he's in the end credits, and they even edited the end credit scene for that doomed, horrible re-release they did, too. Uh... They changed his end credit scene for that, too, so it's something else still. So, I mean, it's... <sighs> You know what? I mean, as much as we were saying how DC is a dumpster fire, like that thing with Sony is. Yeah. Well, but I was going mean- say Sony and Warner Brothers need to get their hands away from any superhero properties. They don't know what in the world they're doing. <laughs> it's just sad. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this next comment. Uh, could actually be its own individual separate theory. It was. He actually posted it after this comment. He posted it. He got good feedback on it. So he went and listed it as a separate theory. The exact same text. Okay, cool. Well, this is from Young Ronald 75 uh, They say, this makes more sense than most people realize. Marvel tends to change a lot of things when it comes to the movies. For instance, Adam Warlock was the person who originally wielded the Infinity Gauntlet, but in the MCU they changed it to Iron Man. My second point is the fact that Venom sees Peter on the TV screen before getting blipped back to his world, which means that the piece he left behind knows that Peter is Spider-Man. With that being said, making Ned forget his memories along with Mary Jane, which... That's it's not, not Mary Jane. It's Michelle Jones. Exactly. Um, mistake by the person that wrote this. Um, sets it up for Tom Holland to get the symbiote, discard, discard it so it binds with Ned, and results in Ned getting all of the memories of Peter that he forgot about. Hmm. On top of that, it is very clear that in uh, 
Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness when we are introduced to the alternate version of Captain Marvel. She's a completely different person than the Carol Danvers of 616, which I don't think this person understands that it's an alternate Mm -hmm. character entirely. Um, It's, uh, what is it, Maria Rambo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that she did it instead of Carol. Exactly, yeah. So I think that the person that wrote this is just a little confused on stuff. They don't understand the timelines. Um, So this means that the heroes and villains can be portrayed by different people. It doesn't necessarily have to be Eddie Brock, uh, just like there are tons of different iterations of Spider-Man. Well, I think what what this person is pointing out, though, is that person, even though it's Marie Lambeau, she's still Captain Marvel. Like, that's still her title. Yeah. And so that's what they're saying, is they're not saying that this is a different person playing Carol Danvers. He, so he's that's what he's trying to say is like it doesn't have it could be Ned as yeah Venom because instead of some, yeah. something I cut out of this comment to shorten it up is he goes on to reference Miles Morales as Spider Man like yeah. they're different people but they're it's a, it's a mantle essentially or is what the they're Spider showing Gwen yeah stuff like that okay well that makes more sense than yeah I just with that little bit there it sounded mm-hmm. like he was confusing Carol Danvers um, anyway and then he he ends the comment by saying uh, finally just like Eddie Brock Ned also works for the Daily Bugle in the comics so that is another way to set it up I think this theory isn't getting enough credit and I honestly think that this is a genius idea the reason it would work so well is because no one would expect it <laughs> no one would expect it but I'm still just I'm sorry I remind me again about like the magic his being able to wield magic like a sorcerer like yeah. where did we his grandma said that? he could so he can <laughs> and then he did it. Like so even what? though Dr. Strange spent hours. Yeah, which there's a there's another theory. I'll have to see if anybody's actually written it down, uh, but I, this is what I heard about um where Ned's grandmother is actually the little girl that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby Maguire oh. saves in <laughs> one video. of the first It's just Spider-Mans. a clip on mm. um, Maybe that's Instagram, where I saw and I yeah. sent it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, I forgot you sent that to me. Because yeah. that's why she looks at him yeah. and like acknowledges mm-hmm. him. And honestly, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Because I when he rescued her, mm-hmm. he didn't have his yeah. mask on. It yeah. was in a big fire. It was in the third one, I think. Yeah, I, I don't remember which one it was in, but I, I love that connection that was made. But anyway, yeah, so I... I don't know. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Like I don't know if I would want to see him become Venom. It, it would be interesting to see somebody else take on the mantle of Venom mm-hmm. uh, that we're not used to. Like I would be okay with that. I just don't know about Ned. I wouldn't like, mind if it was Flash. Yeah, sure. Because I mean, there is, I'm pretty sure there is a version where Ezra Flash Miller? does become not uh, Ezra, Flash Thompson, not them. Uh, I think there, <laughs> I think there is a version where Flash Thompson is Venom. So. I could definitely yeah, see is. them doing yeah. it. Um, I just want to point out that twice in these comments, someone thought a good motivation to do something is because no one would expect it. It's a terrible reason to write something into a movie. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean. Because they'll never expect it. But does it make sense? <laughs> yeah. That's why they don't expect it. <laughs> does it make sense? <laughs> oh, man. Well. Uh, to me, it sounds kind of like we're all pretty ready to rate the theory. Everybody good? Yep. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll discuss our ratings when we come back. There is a corner of Los Angeles where dreams are brought to life. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Where legends are made. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! 
For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories. Tales of heroism, villainy, betrayal, passion, tragedy and triumph that when sewn together form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood. Available now wherever you get podcasts. Hey Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Hang on a second. Spencer, you couldn't come up with any clever or topical way to transition to that ad break? Yeah, like something related to Ned or Peter Parker? No. Wait, who's Peter Parker? Everywhere I go, I see his face. Uh, Let's go over our rating scale, please. Gladly. The highest rating that we have is Genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. Rate this theory, rate this theory. Yeah. Um, I'll go. Can okay. I go? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Kick us off, and then I'll, I'll take it if you don't mind, Laura. Okay. You know, I just don't think... I, I'm, I think this is unlikely. Um, it's just... They, they put forth... This is almost like a... A um, a suggestion or mm. a situation that might be cool to think about, mm-hmm. but there's no. It's just a supposition, basically. Yeah. Like there's no support behind it. Um, as we've discussed, you know, it's interesting to think about. Although we don't, in our opinions, would rather not see the story take this t- particular turn. Um, there are various other plot points that have been laid, but I mean, who are we to say which plot points are worth following up and which are worth forgetting or um, contradicting entirely? But I, I especially like the point that they worked in the way that n- how Ned could regain the memories by being connected to the symbiote. I like that. I think it's clever. Um, but overall, as a theory, I just think that it's unlikely. Okay. Well... I I like the idea behind it. Like like you said, like I think it's an interesting an interesting way of like furthering Ned's character. And no one would expect it. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, like we've established, they already kind of hinted at a different future for Ned with the whole magic thing. And plus, I'm just so sick and tired of the, oh, best friend's going to turn into a villain because of some misunderstanding or something that they're taking way too harshly. Like, I'm so tired of that being played out. It's it's like having to watch somebody's origin story over and over mm-hmm. and over again. It's, That's a good it's point. the same thing. Like, I want something a little more original. So, for me, I'm sorry, but I've got to give this one a preposterous. Fair. Mm-hmm. I just fair. don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that, I mean, <laughs> what I'm seeing play out more and more with all these major studio films is kind of like that article that we saw most recently um, about fan theories and how they impacted Lost. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, to make it more family friendly, darned if you do, darned if you don't. People write these fan theories and the studios see them and they don't really want to play into the fans' hands, but at the same time, they know there's some little bit of fan service they need to do in order to keep them coming. Mm -hmm. Hence, John Krasinski showing up in multiverse of madness and Mm -hmm. we have no guarantee that he'll ever play the role of reed richards again Mm -hmm. um with that being said i wish i could go preposterous on this theory however sometimes they do play the very predictable (laughs) thing it's true and simply to try to keep people coming because Mm -hmm. they know people want to see venom come and this is the this is the way to do it apparently so i'm gonna give it an unlikely because i don't like the idea Mm -hmm. of ned being venom um i do like the idea like has been presented of an eddie brock showing up in college Mm -hmm. and that's who gets it um but this whole idea of the symbiote giving ned his memories back Mm -hmm. it sounds very attractive you know, yeah. to yeah. to the audience. It's a real easy way for him to gain that. Yes. Back. And so that's why I go, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen, but I could also see them totally doing it. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I have to go unlikely instead of preposterous. <laughs> so I have a different perspective on their reasoning for doing certain things or motivations. I don't necessarily think it's responding to fans and fan service and fan theories, the further we get into what we're doing and the bigger and more spread out this universe becomes, it's fun. It's a great thing. It's fun to be able to watch something on TV that connects to a big giant blockbuster in the theater. I enjoy that and it's fun to see those connections. However, there are trade-offs for that in that you can't make particular progress at certain points in the story because you have to make absolutely sure that what you're trying to do doesn't impact what somebody else is trying to do with their character's story. Um, Because if you do something that does conflict, contradict something that's already been established, you have people like me saying, hey, what, what, what? That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You, (laughs) you know? Um, And so they're kind of, and this is one of the big arguments that people have used against big shared universes while people are saying, you know, DC shouldn't do what Marvel does because DC's directors will have their hands tied. They won't be able to, you wouldn't have been able to get the movie like the Batman Mm -hmm. that you got because it would have had to have connected to other movies, would have had to set them up. The director for the movie wouldn't be able to have the full creative vision or execution of his vision because it also has to set up or play into something else. That's what I think 
has a lot to do with this is maybe they don't know at this point what they're doing with Ned because they aren't sure exactly where the entire story goes and how everybody fits into it yet. If it plays, if it makes a better story for the entire MCU for Ned to become Venom, then they'll probably do it. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's best for the actual Spider-Man, um, Tom Holland story, it's more so about what's best for the overall franchise and its direction forward is how I see things. Now, again, there are pros and cons of that. It's really enjoyable, but at the same time, it can be very restrictive, too. Um, on that note, it is time to bring this episode to a close. But before we do, this is really cool, actually. Um, I found this fascinating detail uh, the other day, and it's actually about Spider-Man. This very movie that we were just talking about. So I no way. This what a coincidence. Michael oh, is man. not thrilled about what's coming. Um, <laughs> Michael knows to temper <laughs> his response yes. to these. Um, so one thing that's really cool, you know, these these details are silly. You know, they're like trivia type stuff. But every once in a while, you'll get something that's actually useful and educational. So like in this particular instance, you say. <laughs> in this particular instance, I learned a new word because of this fascinating detail that this person pointed out. Um, and I'm going to start using it, especially in discussions of any MCU movies. Um, so Reddit user Nas, K-N-A-W-S, taught me in Spider-Man No Way Home, Aunt May delivers the great power, great responsibility line in defense of not sending the villains home to die. This is an example of situational irony, as it was incredibly irresponsible to let five superpowered psychopaths loose in a heavily populated city. Yeah, what, what's the new word you learned? Situational irony. Never heard that. I mean, no. Maybe. But at this point in time, when I read this, I did not remember. Mm. Okay. Maybe someone cast the spell and I forgot all instances of situational irony in my vocabulary. Cool. Well, this has been Fan Theory Queries, and I'm Laura. I'm Michael. <laughs> and I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask, who is that man with the mustache and red cap on? Yes, it's Mario. But which one? Mario or Mario's father? Mario. We'll do our best to make sense of that. Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like The Projection Booth, Movie Therapy, and My History Can Beat Up Your Politics. Who's Peter Parker? Everywhere I go, I see his face. <laughs> he laughs at himself every time. <laughs> we need to do a super cut of him, of him, of him laughing at his own jokes. Yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. When it comes to work, communication is key, even if you don't have a writing job. Sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, 
be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at Grammarly.com slash podcast.